podcast, the show that is not ready for the NBA regular season to be over. It's hosted by myself and my brother. I'm Neil. I'm Scott. Welcome to episode 20. 20 yes, episodes are bicentennial. <laughs> the big 2-0. Our biennial. Oh, I, I like that next season, or next week will be our last uh, week of the season. It'll be episode 21. Yeah. How appropriate for KG. KG. Get that KG number <laughs> on. That's what, that's a real milestone We got the KG us. effect coming in. Yes, indeed. We have this week and one more week. We got like three more Timberwolves games left in the season. Can't believe it's flown by so fast. It really has. I like following the Wolves and living in Minnesota. I, I, I think it makes the winter go by faster. Don't you think? Absolutely, especially when it's been a fun Wolves team to watch. Yeah. Sometimes like it makes the March go slower <laughs> when they're really bad yeah. in March, but we just had a good March, so yeah. you know it wasn't the case this year. Yeah, so thanks for joining us uh, this week, everybody, and I assume you've listened to the other 19 shows this season, obviously. You're here all the time. Thanks for joining us uh, this week. Uh, we got a big show for you. We're uh, going to uh, talk about uh, the last week in Timberwolves basketball, get to mailbag, um, better know an old school wolf. We're going to give away our weekly wolfies, our new uh, awards that we give away, and of course, play a game. Lots of stuff happening. Scott, you ready to dig in? Let's, let's go to it. Okay, cool. So, obviously, the biggest story uh, of the Timberwolves season this week is beating the Golden State Warriors. Ho! Oh, in Golden State. In Golden State. Even bigger story. Exactly. Only uh, two teams have won in Golden State this season I think uh, the Celtics and the Wolves. And uh, so crazy, crazy game. Amazing to get that win. Towns is angry after the last Golden State game in Minnesota (laughs) where we almost beat them. And then the refs had like three calls go against us that they overturned the next day and said we're on calls in the final two minutes of that game. So we could have potentially won that game if it wasn't for a few bad calls that even the refs copped to. Yeah, we talked about it two weeks ago. We were like, it was so close. And And I thought that was going to be There was no moral victory there. Towns was angry after the game that they didn't get that. They wanted to beat Golden State. So I feel like they had the confidence. They came in they weren't afraid. And uh, just to be the second team of the year to take them down at home, that's great. And to make it so that they probably won't get the Bulls record anymore, just (laughs) is even more bittersweet. Like, it was a game that has, like, you know, I, I, it's something that I told, uh, I was watching the game with Matt Pullum. Shout out to Pullum. Yeah. I told him at the time, like, now forever, like, if they get the streak or they don't get the streak, I can be like, We're yeah, they didn't it. get that streak because the Timberwolves <laughs> did it, boy. Like, I will be that guy in the bar 40 years from now who is like, yeah, that's because the Timberwolves. Remember when they, you know, were 69 and 8 and they yeah. were so close to 70, but we stopped them. We got them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely fun. The Wolves, historic. Many, uh, many, many seasons, the last couple of seasons, the Wolves have been playing spoiler. That's kind of like, our late March, April sort of like stuff to look at when, you know, we're looking at the bottom of the standings most of the time, but we're also looking at who can we prevent from getting into the playoffs and stuff. And like, this is like this season's version of it, even though obviously the, the Warriors will be in the playoffs, but kind of fun to play spoiler in a way. I forgot who, Oracle. I forgot who tweeted this out, but just saying that Jordan's going to send uh, the entire Timberwolves squad, the special edition, like 72 and 10 <laughs> version of the Jordan 11s. Wow. Like the whole squad will get yeah. them. <laughs> I you like should. that. Yeah, you should. Keeping them as you know, you know, maybe Steve Kerr, you know, in a co- covert way, sends him something oh, sure. from anonymous or something, but it's from Kerr because he wants to keep it, keep that record uh, as going. a player. But yeah, incredible game, uh, really, really fun game to watch, um, and to me, most importantly, nationally televised game. 
right? I mean, this would have been a big story no matter what. The Warriors are the biggest story in the league this year. So whenever they lose, it's a big deal. They only have nine losses on the year. But to have it be a TNT game. Yeah. And Shaq was asked around the All-Star break, like, what he thought about Carl Anthony Towns. He said, nobody watches Minnesota. I don't know anything about Carl Anthony Towns. And now he had a game Good that Shaq he, he, he was forced to watch, you know? Yeah. And so how do you like me now, Shaq? Like, this is the future. I mean, it's it's so obvious. Like, uh, well, I was about to say it's so obvious that Towns will be the rookie of the year, which is obvious. But yeah. it's great to win a game where Wiggins and Towns are really the driving forces behind it. Yeah, to kind of show the world the rest of the team as well. To, you know, with Shabazz having a career high thirty five, get his trade value up for this off season. Ooh, yeah, I like that. For a good sure. little national TV trade uh, showcase right there for uh, yeah, Fazi really, Muhammad. Really cool. Yeah, so to have everybody, it was really cool to to watch the game and then especially to go on Twitter afterwards. You know, yeah, NBA Twitter is amazing, um, obviously, but you know the Wolves don't get a lot of love on there, especially from the national uh, media and stuff like that. So it was really cool to kind of see um, national media take notice of what's happening up here um, in Minnesota. At least the ones that didn't just write the entire game story is like the <laughs> the Warriors are terrible. They're so bad. Look how they're falling apart. Look how sloppy they are. And the team was the Timberwolves, and that's all they mentioned about the team, Timberwolves. Like, the team you know, that happened to beat them was the Wolves. Yeah. So sometimes uh, I, I read a few gamers the next day that uh, were about. Uh, how the Warriors lost the game less than how the Timberwolves won, which you know could be true, but uh, yeah, I think like obviously if they, were, they weren't playing at like championship level, you know, yeah, they, it they, seemed like Steph was pretty cold all night long. Yeah, and, they kept throwing the ball to us. Yeah, like, turnover, they twenty four turnovers. When, when, you, when they lose, they turn the ball over. That's yeah. their biggest weakness. Yeah, that's their main their main Achilles heel for sure. But yeah, really really fun to watch the team, um, you know, pull out such a big win. Shabazz and Tyus, I think, had career nights. So I mean, obviously Shabazz had the career high points but mm-hmm. do you think this is the best game Tyus has played all year I mean I think it was yeah, just so mistakes. strong for him to come in on that level and even have to guard Steph for some of the game right um, it, we needed our bench to score and to carry us for stretches and they did that yeah and uh, just uh, you know wire to wire fun game to watch uh, even when we were down you know uh, man watching Towns play defense on Steph in the oh, fourth get the switch oh so fun I mean that <laughs> That's a game that'll be hard to delete. It's funny because I remember, I think it was two years ago, there was a Warriors game from April that I saved on my DVR for the summer. Yeah. Like, I, I taped it. I didn't watch it at the time because I know we won. And so, like, I was like, you know what? In, like, August when I need a, a Wolves game, I'm going to watch this one. It was like Kmart K- <laughs> and Kevin Love and stuff, like, yeah. winning at the Oracle. Uh, so I feel like there's been a couple of years recently where we've gotten a good road win in Oracle in April. Yeah, we've we've played we've played them well the last couple you know um, times we faced the Warriors. So I mean, it's really fun to to see the team play well against the best team in the league. Um, it's just it's just great, and it's really cool to see this happening at the end of the year. The team's playing well right now, and this is kind of the crown jewel, I guess, um, for them going forward in the end of the season to to kind of say, hey, we did this. Look what we did. Uh, so I like. I gotta that. imagine the only people happier than the players to win that game is Timberwolves sales reps who have to push those season <laughs> ticket sales all summer yeah. long they now have this like flagship victory they can point yeah. to and say look at that they lost to the Sixers at the beginning of the season and they got so good they beat the Warriors at the end of the season look at that growth yeah man it was it was it was a really cool game um and I'm really glad that it was uh, nationally televised so that's that's nice and we really had them in overtime. It wasn't one of those yeah, things OT. where I was afraid, just like, oh, here comes the other other foot, you know, here comes the other shoe to drop. I, I was just like, oh, we got this. It just seemed like we were we were confident that we had that. It wasn't like we looked scared in OT. 
Yeah, we it was a uh, it was it was really cool. I mean, from the middle of third quarter on was really the run for the Wolves. To I forget what the number is, but you know they went on like a fifty-five to you know twenty-five run or something, something like, that like that over that portion um, to really close out the game. And yeah, I, I just think that you know there are games like this in the season. You know, this is why this is the this a game like this is sort of what you put up against the the tanking mentality of right. a season. This is the this is a, the perfect example of a game where sure the Wolves um you know obviously are out of the playoffs. They're looking for draft status right now as far as their win-loss record goes. But to get a win like this and to um you know, have your young players play so well in a stressful situation, like how loud Oracle is, uh, call it, they call it the Roracle, right. you know, and it, you know, the game was, you know, maybe, maybe the crowd wasn't in it for the first half of the game, but obviously when it's going to overtime, the pressure's on and they delivered. And I think that is a game that many of these players will look back on and think back on in the upcoming years as something that was really important for the team going forward. The nice thing about national TV as well is that all those NBA free agents out there Ooh, get, get a watch. little peek. You're right. Say, oh wait, wait a second. Maybe this is a team on the rise. Only one, of, you know, one of the only nine losses for the Warriors all season. Yeah. And like, wow, the the people who are doing it too are like Wiggins and Towns. Like maybe maybe I want to go sign a free agent contract with that. That's team. true. You do see like uh, tweets and and social media posts like from players based on these bigger TNT games and nationally televised games. Just recognizing teams and stuff like, whoa, Damian Lillard or whatever it's going to be like. So for sure, the league is watching these games more than others as far as the players go. Um, really, really cool to see them uh, take notice of the young wolves. Yeah. By this point, uh, you know, the whole league should be put on alert. If not, they're going to be sleeping on us next season. Yeah. Um, Scott, let's move on um, to our next topic here. This is um, a profile that dropped, I think, on that day. If it wasn't that day, it was the day before um, SI.com's Rob Mahoney um, had an amazing piece on Andrew Wiggins, kind of a profile of his game, um, talking about where he's at now and the types of kind of getting going in depth and into some of uh you know, his attributes and, uh, you know, preparations and what's changed from the rookie year to the second year for Wiggins. It was very timely, right? It's, with it's this kind of a State look game. behind the scenes of the whole Wolves organization in yes. a way through the lens of Wiggins. But it's not like there was any kind of revelatory Wiggins quote in the profile. No, it wasn't necessarily <laughs> about like Wiggins character because we're not getting any of that. Really? Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, you know, the normal kind of postgame Wiggins quotes that you get from him about trying hard and having a good future and that. Yeah. But or felt- Sam Mitchell quotes i guess and more like quotes and talking from around the team about wiggins the stuff from the coaches is very you know illuminating as well yeah um i think part of the things that i thought was most interesting was when they were talking about uh his daily routine of like how he goes through stretching bands and the exercises that he does to build strength they are very sharp about like training exact muscles like they have an idea of like not just building big muscles and getting bulky but they have like these players working on smaller muscles that'll keep like flexor tendons healthy and stuff like that there and it's just encouraging to see that they they are targeting like the science behind it is what you would hope like i always thought that we weren't a team that was on the breaking edge of keeping our players healthy 
if you're a baseball fan, you know the Twins have been terrible at that for like a decade. Yeah. Like the Twins, like you go on the DL you know, with the Twins, and it's like I'm not sure you're going to come back this season because we got a bad medical staff there. Yeah. So it's so refreshing to have like a really progressive medical staff here finally for the Timberwolves, the Mayo Clinic Sports Rehab Center. Arnie Kander, vice president yes. of uh, what was that? Of uh, I think uh, something perform player performance. Player performance. Or, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's correct. And so well, like it's it, the Kander effect for sure. Yeah, it, it's incredible. This article goes on to talk about how they use biometric data to indicate if a player's acceleration is like wanes when he's going to his left rather than his right. Um, I think that's incredible. There's a great um, ESPN the magazine article about how Kawhi Leonard has used biometric data to like improve his efficiency of his motion just to make sure he's running more efficiently and moving more efficiently. Yeah. And you've seen what it's done for Kawhi. Um, I just think that biometric data is so important for like keeping your players healthy. Like you got to make sure your players are running in a way that's not going to give them knee trouble later on. You know, yeah, we have been doing this before for Pekovic. He might be still healthy. You know, it's the future. It's it's you know being up to date with science and math and using every you know tool you can to you know. And I think Kander mentioned it in the article as well. It's about the long term view of these guys' health. If if someone's you know doesn't, maybe doesn't have a turned ankle but has a little pain here well what does that mean for how their workouts are and where do they need to focus and like you said small muscles versus big muscles and that kind of thing just seems smart which is you know cool to see from the wolves uh who aren't necessarily known for cutting edge uh you know uh, you know metrics and technology and and, and and techniques and stuff like that right have you seen uh the movie train wreck uh, Amy Schumer. Yes, of course. Uh, yes. Bill Hader. Yes. There's a scene where she's interviewing Bill Hader in the office <laughs> and he has her on a treadmill and you can see her like uh, this 3D like kind of like, you know, anatomy skeleton like walking on the screen like doing her motion. Yeah. yeah. That was, they were using biometric data there to like, he was like, well, you you walk a little funny on your left and he, you can walk more efficiently and then yeah, she's doing like, like landing on your heel. You're landing on your heel. And so, right. Yeah. And that's what this is. This is like uh I need to get this done because whenever I play pick up hoops, my left shin ankle starts to hurt a little Ooh, bit because yeah, I know I'm just pushing off my left foot some stupid way. Yeah. So I know I need it because I walk funny anyways. You but put like, some sensors all over your body. I don't think they, they do out. it for just schmucks though. You know, <laughs> like I don't have enough money. That, like I'm not an athlete or anything. I don't know if I could justify like, fixing go the Mayo, my gait. You gotta go to the Mayo Clinic uh, Center, Block E. <laughs> I remember <laughs> reading back when the. Some of the first stuff I remember reading about biometric data was back when LeBron played with uh, Wade in the Heat, and they compared how Wade ran. He landed on his heel, which would send like more like uh, friction, or what's the opposing force? It yeah. sends more of a force like through his knees and makes it worse for his knees and ankles. Whereas LeBron, when he runs, he lands on the balls of his feet. You yeah, know? And so he's sprinting on the fronts of his feet, and that's like way better for his long term health. Yeah, and so I thought that was interesting, especially with Dwayne Wade's. Many knee problems. Yeah, so. so lots of health stuff in here. I think other interesting things from this profile were kind of talking about the ways that Wiggins has, um, you know, practiced um, getting doubled. Um, you know, double teams are something that's new for him this season. And, you know, it's interesting that they they game plan for all that and literally throw doubles at him in practice to get him um, in the mindset of, of moving the ball or dribbling out of it and then moving the ball and that kind of thing. So, you know, there's, there's stuff like that that I think we sometimes think is not happening behind the scenes. And right. so it's nice. It be tough to know. Yeah, it's tough to know what's happening or not happening. So it's nice to get a profile like this where you have confirmation about what is ha- from, you know, a third party, uh, you know, doesn't really have any skin in the game, uh, you know, talking about stuff like practice habits. Um, another thing I talked about was, you know, college and rookie, um, you know, Andrew 
Wiggins, you know, he spent his time mostly posting up in yeah. games and on practice. And now this season, he basically said in college he didn't have an offense he was running. He's like, yeah, I basically yeah. didn't know what I was doing with Bill Self. Yeah, and, like, yeah. And this season, they've been adding more pick and roll and perimeter outside shooting and moving with the ball in the perimeter and stuff. So, I think you know, for Wiggins, you know, obviously with how amazing Towns has been this year, I think Wiggins has kind of gotten a little bit of a. Not really a bad rap, but maybe maybe sort he's of, a little underrated at this point. Yeah, some people have maybe kind of turned their heads to Wiggins and say like, "Well, you didn't progress that far in year two. But a, I think he has a he has a higher a tougher learning curve, um, and and b, I think it's just harder for for wing players and guards in this league to to really make that transition um, than it is for bigs. So it's it's cool to see some of those some of those you know building blocks that they're they're going for here. And that's why they say in the NBA there's such thing as the third year leap that a lot of uh, journalists like mm-hmm. to talk about because the, after your first year of being just like figuring out how you can compete at the NBA level, the second year is about refining the little things. It's about working on your dribble, working on re- like running the pick and roll just a little bit more efficiently. And so you're you're maybe, you know, you, it doesn't look like you're taking a huge leap where you're behind the scenes. You're taking leaps and bounds and your understanding of the game. Yeah, It and, sounds and like Wiggins and, is getting better at reading the floor where he's saying like usually when he came around to pick last year, he could only see one option that he knew was open and now now he's getting to the point where he can see several options. Seeing things unfolding. Yeah. And the other thing I think with the, what you're saying in the in the second year is that you have to adjust to what we're just saying. You have to adjust to being the focus of the offense and having right. defenses planning for you, which you 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 probably as a rookie could deal with that and get get fine get through fine. But in the second year, suddenly everyone's focusing on you as the main scorer. Right. You have to deal with that. So so it should be an interesting third year for Wiggins, I think. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great article. It's probably the most optimistic I felt yeah. after reading an article all this year just because I didn't like I didn't know what the player development was like at behind the scenes and now I see like they've got this under control yep. at least for his health and his body building and how much work he should be putting on like I completely trust these guys after reading this article it was really eye opening and encouraging I feel like just to know like well we're not going to F up their health at the very least <laughs> they're going to be on the floor and yeah it's been a great year I wish Anthony, Anthony Davis could say the same man those Pelicans Ooh. doctors doing him wrong Ugh. Who are those doctors for the Pelicans? Tough times. They hired the there. Chicago Bulls old lo- doctors? <laughs> Who are they? Jeez. Uh, yeah, so check out uh, SI.com, Rob Mahoney, if you haven't already. Um, I think it's called Can't Miss Andrew Wiggins. What's it called? Can't Miss Andrew Wiggins. Burp. And the Timberwolves need each other. Let's so true. That one. There you go. Yeah, they we do. both need each other. They definitely do. Okay, Scott, uh, let's uh, let's get to our sponsor this week. We do have a sponsor who is uh, paying us to tell you about a new product. And for the 20th straight week, it's a new sponsor again. <laughs> they never yet come to back. have any returning sponsors. Why don't they come back? Uh, they come back. Well, to us. I think it's just it's so effective. They don't need to sell anything more. <laughs> yeah, totally. This week, our sponsor is the Timberwolves Bandwagon Starter Kit. Um, Popular a, item online, Amazon.com, store.com Absolutely, you can find the starter kit there. Um, for the know, bandwagon fans, we understand. We got an exciting team. I don't blame you for being off the bandwagon the past few years. Please, it was tough. Come aboard. But now you should probably get a seat on the bandwagon mm. because flights are filling up quickly. <laughs> That's right. We got a win against Golden State. We've have improved play. Second in straight rookie March. of the year. Yeah. The other top five pick joining the fold. Yeah. There's lots of reasons why you need to hop on board. 
bored at this point. We get it. And but so we want to make sure that you are, you know, taken care of and you have all the necessary things to be uh, an appropriate uh, new, new fan. So the first thing that's most important in any starter kit for bandwagon fans is some, some old school merch. Yes. Some throwback gear that you can wear. So people don't think that, you know, if you're showing up with like a brand new Zach Levine jersey, or a Tyus jersey, people would say, well, he's not been yeah. here very long. Yeah, this so is new, new, new blood. We'll give you, like, a ratty KG jersey. <laughs> we'll give you, like, we might even send, like, a Boston Celtics KG jersey so everyone knows you were around and were upset when KG left. Yeah. And cheered for the Celtics from afar. Yeah, the Timberwolves starter kit, if you, I mean, if you get that, you, you're definitely going to want to, if you're if you're a bandwagon fan, you're going to want to, you know, distance yourself from the, from the idea of being a bandwagon. You want to blend in. Yeah, you, you want to you want to give off the vibe that you've been here for a while. You want to be wearing like a freebie McCants jersey that they gave away. <laughs> totally, absolutely. Um, so so this throwback gear is something you're going to get. And in this I like kit. Mike's shirt, and I like Randy's shirt. Yeah, promotional items from the past are very important um, in the bandwagon starter kit. You want to have those um, around your house. You want to put those things in your car. You want to walk around wearing these things, again, just to show that uh, even though you are a bandwagon fan, you don't want to give off the appearance of a bandwagon fan. Absolutely. Yeah, and some people take it even a little farther, like Neil does when he orders the entire 1985 All-Star game, like, or 19, what is it, 95 All-Star, uh, All-Star, All-Star, All-Star game? All-Star game. 85 was the Twins All-Star game here. I think the, the All-Star game here, uh, 94, what did you say? Yeah, you have, you've got 94. the coat, you've got the shirt, you've got yeah. the hat, you've got the duffel bag. I collect, I collect All-Star, Timberwolves All-Star gear stuff. Um, got to, I got a pin. I got a lot of different things. Um, but so, so yeah, so that's the type of stuff that you want to show off and, and the kind of to show that uh, you've been around for a while. Um, another thing you're going to get in the starter kit is the name pronunciation guide, player name pronunciation guide. You want to be able to say Bielitsa. You want to be able to say Damian Rudej. You want to be able to say Gorgi Zhang. You know these are these are not easy names when you read them on a uh, you know on, on a piece of paper on your screen whatever. You, they're hard at first so you need to have a pronunciation guide so you, again you, you blend in with the fans who've been around for a while they know how to say the names you also need to say the names Timberwolves bandwagon starter kit will get you there and what's a good bandwagon fan without some ticket stubs from previous year's games we'll send you ticket stubs for games from 2008 from 2010 yeah. you can pick any season that you want to say you went to games during and we'll send you some ticket stubs so that that way fans know you were there yeah the Timberwolves bandwagon starter kit is going to take care of you and in, in so many different ways we're going to give you all these different items and uh, also we're going to give you um, a photoshop photo um, so we're going to take a picture of you and um, you know digitally insert you into a legendary moment from the target center history from timberwolves history you know uh, maybe game seven uh, 2003 you know uh, 2004 season against um, the kings you know you want to you want to have a photo of you in the arena that night with the red seats um all, all we can put you we can slice you in and put you right up there standing next to kg on top of the, the scorer's table oh yeah he's standing up there he's we'll have you the out towel. there right next to him swinging a towel yeah so so there's so many different things you're gonna get with the timberwolves um bandwagon starter kit you guys again you can get that on amazon and get that on nba.com um starter kit something fun for you you know if you're new to the new to the team we welcome you and remember it's never too late to be a bandwagon Bandwagon fan, and never too soon to get your bandwagon fan starter kit. That's right. Okay, Scott, let's uh, let's let's uh, get our mailbag on. It's time for mailbag. It's a mailbag. 
It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mailbag. It's a mu 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 mailbag. Letters on letters like the alphabet, yo. This segment's called Mailbag. So if you got a question about the wolves, let us know. There's a good chance that we'll read it on the show. Yeah, send us your letters. Send us your messages. Send us your carrier pigeons. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Yes, indeed. It's mailbag time. We have your questions here. It is the final mailbag time for the season. It's kind of sad. Our next week, we're just too packed. Yeah, next week, we got lots of things planned for like an end of the season type of thing. Recap episode. Yeah, more of a recap. So, you know, mailbag is probably going to get the axe next week. So we're going to wrap up our mailbag this week um, for you guys. Thank you for sending your questions all season on Twitter and via email. Let's jump in right now, Scott. First question's from Kim. She writes, uh, next week's sup, final... Kim. Sup, sup, Kim. Sup, Kim. She writes, uh, next week's final home game is Fan Appreciation Night. What in-game promotion ideas do you have for the Wolves to show their appreciation? Good question. Thanks, Kim. If you haven't been to the final game of the season at the Target Center, it's called Fan Appreciation Night. It's a night where they have like a lot of promo items and giveaways left over that they want to get rid of. And so during the game, they'll they'll show random seat numbers. And if you're <laughs> sitting in the seat, if you have the ticket for uh, the seat numbers that are shown, you can go to guest services and claim one of those prizes. Yeah, it feels almost like a sort of like clearance or maybe like a everything must go situation. It's a very much like a come on. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird with the just like. All right, and here's our next bunch of seat numbers we're flashing. Yeah, it's fun though. I mean, that's what people want. They want free stuff. They want you. They want the team to give them things. They want stuff thrown at them to catch and, and drop from the rafters and all that stuff. So yeah, I think they do a good job with fan appreciation night for sure. But we're gonna make it better just for mm. Kim. And what I think they could do better is give lots of people like more like I don't care if the prizes aren't as good but I want almost everybody to get a prize I feel like yeah. everyone who comes in should get like a free coupon for like something at the concession stands yes I feel like an entire section should win hot dogs I feel like <laughs> you know entire rows should win prizes at a time that way everybody is getting in on it instead yeah. of just like a select few I really want like because I've gone to many fan appreciation nights and when I don't get picked I never feel appreciated <laughs> yeah it's like I came I, here I bought a ticket and uh Everyone else around me seemed to get something, but I didn't. So and that's least, a problem. At least this year, it's Gorgie Jane bobblehead night as well. Yeah. So at least you're getting a bobblehead coming in or like get a bobblehead. Yeah. But after that, I want like a whole section to win like like hot dog or like I said, like on your way out, everybody Food's should get easy. a garbage bag of popcorn. Like everybody <laughs> should get a garbage bag of popcorn on the way out. You know? Yeah, I like that idea. Something just like just a little token. Hey, you didn't get anything else? Got a garbage bag for you. Right. Take this right here. Uh, cool. Well, something I was thinking of, I think, uh, and something I was, you know, sort of hinting at. Uh, you I know, think it was a straight up prediction. It might have been a straight up predicted prediction. Um, I think Kevin Garnett should play in this game. You know, I think, you know, he is. It's it's really hard to say where he is at physically right now. We're getting a lot of signals, I think, from the press and stuff that he will indeed be back next year for another season of NBA basketball at age forty, which I've been saying all season long. Sure. So so, so I think given that he, he can probably put on the jersey and you know 
give five to six, seven, eight minutes in this game. Yeah, and we're yeah. Not, we're not saying you need to start and uh, you know play thirty five, but you I, don't even have to come back in a second time. Yeah, like I've heard, it's hard for him to appears. come back in once he's sat. Yes, you know, so yes, yes. Let's just you know play like eight minutes. <laughs> you know, we'll get you a couple easy shots, get you a rebound, pick a fight with somebody young on the other team, and get you out of there. Get you a tech and get you out of there. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I just think it would go a long way to have KG put on the uniform and actually you know show up and and be on the floor grab some rebounds um i'd like to hear him say all day a couple more times on the court i really thought that was going to be kind of like a galvanizing term for the whole season but he only played 35 games so yeah. the all day thing kind of fell off like in december the, the morning of the day <laughs> the morning of the day kind of thing yeah so so that's my idea for um you know something special less less tangible i guess but uh something that's a little more special i just thought of something new as well yeah what else they always like they're like you guys love it when we throw out free t-shirts so we're gonna do it every quarter for fan appreciation night four times the free t-shirts but what always happens is they're always the same people throwing them out from center court which means you either get it if you're within arm throw of one of the line dancers and you know the timberwolves dance squad uh, great at dancing. They don't yeah. have very good arms. They can't yeah. get the t-shirt into the upper half of the lower bowl. Yeah, they got to work on that. And if you're in the top half, you just got to hope Crunch shoots a <laughs> huge slingshot. So yeah. what I think you do is you bring out the t-shirts at different areas of the arena every okay. quarter. So you bring one up at the top of the lower bowl so people up there who never get a chance of getting a t-shirt, they get some. And then you bring it up to the upper level. That's really easy to do. Down. Yeah, you just bring out the whole, you know, people who are throwing, whether it's dance squad, you know, dunk team, whatever. You just position them in the upper level and you just, you know, have them up in the sections chucking chucking shirts. Yeah, I think that's a good idea to be able to spread out the shirts and the giveaways right. in the upper level, especially. Give some people who never get a shirt a chance to get one. Absolutely. Cool. Uh, thank you, Kim, for the question. Next question comes to us from Trent. Trent writes, as a newcomer to Timberwolves fandom and with the upcoming offseason looming, what tips do you have for someone trying to stay connected with and updated on the Wolves this summer? Thanks, Trent, for the question. Uh, yeah, we're going to lose some of our best friends next week. Oh, my gosh. No longer will we have Towns in our life on a daily basis or Wiggins in our life on a daily basis. Yeah, I mean, with the Wolves missing the playoffs for the 12th straight season, um, you know, it's exciting that the playoffs are starting and it's uh, going to be some great basketball. But Timberwolves basketball is going away right. for a little bit here. And we're going we're gonna to miss our friends. We're not going to see them as often. We're going to miss our pals. We're going to miss, uh, you know, all the action that we love watching every week during the NBA season. It's going away. We have to try and stay connected to it. Um, Scott, what, what types of things can we do? I think, obviously, you just start with... Taking a little break from the Wolves to start. Watch the playoffs. Watch the playoffs. Watch the playoffs. Watch the finals. And the little palate cleanser. Yeah, that that part is not hard. It's important to take a break. Yeah, it's important to take a break. But and that part is not hard because the the games are great. There's drama. There's forty games and forty nights. High level basketball. You know, inside the NBA all the time. You got great matchups. Um, great players. So if if you just like basketball, if you're watching the Wolves because, um, you know, you, as a fan of just basketball, you're going to be fine. Yeah. You're going to be watching the playoffs and the finals. Um, At some point, you'll see Carl uh, Anthony Towns accept his rookie of the year. I was wondering, bow tie, <laughs> straight tie. My prediction is blue suit, red tie. Oh, OK. Good good to know. I, I, I could see that. I could definitely see that. That's my guess. Yeah. So you get awards, you get that kind of stuff. But then after the finals happen is kind of when things get dicey. 
Now, thankfully for the Wolves, we always have the draft. Yep. So that's when you start digging into the draft. I mean, we talked Got about the lottery, March Madness. Well. That's, that's when we really start digging the draft. But you know, in between, you know, the now and the draft. Do your research. Learn about some of these guys. Watch some clips. Watch some YouTube. Tons of great clips on YouTube right now of potential lottery picks that the Wolves could could grab. Um, so, so that's the first thing I would say. Dig into the draft because that's kind of like the last um, you know NBA event for the summer. There's free agency, which is definitely fun too. Well, but for the Wolves specifically, the draft. This summer we have the Olympics. Oh, of course. Yeah, Another I, great year. Yeah. If Ricky stay, it seems like Ricky's been really healthy. I wouldn't be surprised to see him play with Spain yeah. this summer. Yeah. Gorgie, uh, I don't know actually if Senegal made it or qualified. I, I would have to say no. I think right. they were almost there, but I think um, both Canada and Canada Gorgie, has another shot to make it. Canada though. definitely has to qualify as so well. So that's an early, early summer tournament. You can watch an international yeah. tournament and see if Wiggins can get Team Canada into the Olympics that could be really fun. Um, yeah, they, they they will they will be very you know they should have made it last summer um, qualified, but unfortunately they lost, so they do have to qualify. They should they will be favorites to qualify. Senegal I think will be right up there as well. Um, so that's fun. International hoops is always international hoops is good. Free agency is cool. The Wolves should maybe have a little bit more free agency action happening now. Maybe we'll get to more of that next uh, episode. Timberwolves podcast, but you know more than for sure more than most seasons you'll see free agency for the Wolves this year. But mainly it's about the draft. And I also think that just follow these guys on social media. I know like uh-huh. it's fun to see like Ricky having some fun in yep. in Spain. He'll go to Spain for a month, and, or he might go to China for a month for Adidas and stuff. Yeah, and so it's fun to keep up with them. Carl uh, Anthony Towns on Snapchat is a really great follow. <laughs> I, I just feel like this summer so you can. Fun. I always love seeing where, where, where they're at. You know, like oh, Towns is in you know China this week for Nike, and like uh, you know Wiggins is now in Canada playing. It's fun. Just follow them all on Instagram. I would say is good. Twitter ends up usually just being them doing promotional stuff, but Instagram is usually their own stuff. Uh, yeah. So follow them on Instagram, follow them on Snapchat, and it's just like, you know, having them in your daily life again. Yeah, I mean, it really doesn't get hard until, like, August, September. Um, that's really the dog days for me, but especially with the international competition this year with the Olympics, that that's going to be covered. I think the Olympics is late August and yep, early September. August. So you're going to have that area covered with your basketball slash Timberwolves needs. And then you're getting married, and by the time that all settles down, it'll be basketball season. Yeah, yeah it's going gonna, it's gonna to be here before I'm we going know to, it. I'm going to Europe at the end of that month. It's so. going to be fun. It'll be great. It's going to be fun for sure. So uh, those, are the, those are the best ways to stay connected with the Wolves. And with social media and the you know great podcast and blog scene, there's going to be lots of stuff being pumped out through that with an analysis about you know some of the stuff also Obviously, go, go outside and play some hoops get out there yeah play some pickup you uh, never feel more connected to your team than when you're playing <laughs> basketball because you're you're trying to pantomime their moves and you're like you're kind of pulling stuff on the court and you're going ricky when you make a good pass or stuff like that you know <laughs> yeah totally so that those neil are, always tries to get his ricky rubio passes going in the summer but he just throws them too hard it's really hard to catch them yeah it's hard It'll go right through your hands the other work stick your fingers the other week i uh Got the ball passed to me and took a step into the, inside the three point line and said Tayshawn as I shot it. So, <laughs> I like that. So that, stuff like that's fun to do. For Shoot sure. a lefty. Uh, that'll do it for mailbag for us. Thanks for your questions all season long. Uh, the other thing you can do this summer is save up your mailbag questions for us. Mm-hmm. So you know maybe keep a doc on your phone or whatever it might be. Like keep a note um, for questions for us. Uh, we, we'll 
definitely be doing some spot spot podcasts this summer. I'd yeah, like to think uh, it's, it's hard to lock that in, but uh, we'd because like of to. the touring schedule that Neil holds yeah, in the summer, and just like yeah, it's the just road. like you know we're gonna have a draft, we're gonna have a summer, we're gonna have a yeah. free agency. But like, when should we do a show? So you should we'll expect something. We'll do for a lottery it. pod or yeah. a draft pod. Or yeah, something, yeah, something will be in there. Like. So maybe we'll do a mailbag for that. So save you up your questions. We'll definitely do a mailbag sooner than later. We'll get to it. Totally. All right, everybody, moving on through the show. Our next segment, uh, Better Know an Old School Wolf. number one draft pick in the NBA comes with lots of pressure and responsibility. Sometimes a player who gets picked number one lives up to the hype and is an instant superstar. Shaq, Duncan, Iverson, LeBron, Blake Griffin, Anthony Davis, and most recently, Carl Anthony Towns fit this mold. Occasionally, the player being picked number one is an outright bust. Purvis Ellison, Olua Candy, Kwame Brown, Andrea Bargnani, Greg Oden, and Anthony Bennett come to mind. But then there's a third category, players who are simply good rotation guys for a long time. Players like Derek Coleman, Elton Brandt, Andrew Bogut, and the focus of today's segment, Joe Smith. Smith was drafted first in 1995 by the Golden State Warriors. He was in the league for 16 years, never made an all-star game or an all-NBA team. After the 1999 NBA lockout, he became a valued free agent but only signed a one-year, $1.75 million deal in Minnesota, well below market value, to allow the team to make other moves that offseason. A strange move considering the Warriors had offered him an $80 million contract extension two years prior. It turns out the Timberwolves and Smith had an under-the-table agreement in place, where Smith would sign three one-year small deals, allowing the Timberwolves to acquire his bird rights, which would allow them to go over the salary cap to re-sign him down the road. The plan was to sign him at an $86 million deal. Wow. The NBA considers this tampering and highly illegal. Sanctions came down hard on the Timberwolves when the league found out. Then Commissioner David Stern fined the Timberwolves $3.5 million and forfeited their first-round draft picks for the next five years. This is BS. This is BS. I hate you, David Stern. I hate you for that more than anything. You're the reason KG had to leave. Not only was Smith's newly signed contract voided, his previous two were as well meaning he would no longer retain these bird rights with the Timberwolves. Glenn Taylor was suspended for a year, and VP of Basketball Operations Kevin McHale took a leave of absence. The New York Times called it the harshest penalty ever levied by a major American pro sports league. McHale sort of defended himself, saying, quote, I haven't read a contract in four or five years, unquote. He added that these kind of arrangements were not uncommon, Quote, there are eight to ten teams who do this all the time. They're just good at it. We're bad. Joe Smith left the Wolves to play in Detroit for one season before signing a six-year, $34 million deal with Minnesota in 2001. He played good, not great basketball for two seasons before the Timberwolves traded him to Milwaukee in 2003. Par for the course for this middle-of-the-road number one overall draft pick. And now you better know an old-school Wolf. Your weekly wolfies. 
Yes, indeed. It's time to give away some awards for this week. It's time for our Wolfies of the Week. Scott, why don't you get us started off? Uh, who does your uh, Wolfie of the Week go to? My Wolfie of the Week, the Wolfie for biggest poor sport pouty baby, goes to Draymond Green. <laughs> for after losing to the Wolves, he said, right now, we're just at a point where it's human nature, where it's like we're kind of ready for the regular season to end. You're talking 82 games. You get bored with that after a while. That's no excuse. Yes, it is, Draymond. That is an excuse. <laughs> sounds like an excuse, Draymond. It sounds like an excuse, Draymond, just saying you're bored. When Just a week earlier, you said to the press, I want that pressure. I like the pressure. So I'm not going to shy away from saying we want the record. Absolutely, we want it. And we're going after it. Hmm, Draymond, just a week ago, you said that you wanted the pressure of going after the record. And now all of a sudden going for the record for the best record of all time in the history of the NBA, something you've wanted this entire season. Now you're bored. I think you're just having some poor grapes about losing to a clearly superior Minnesota Timberwolves squad. Draymond, you are the Wolfie of the Week for pouty baby postgame comments. Good one. Good one there, Scott. Wolfie of the Week going to Draymond. He did say those things. Warriors are... You know, they lost that game at home. They've only lost two. They they don't know how to deal with those types of things. That's true. They don't deal with a loss well. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't figured that out yet. Uh, my Wolfie of the Week goes to uh, Nemanja Bialica uh, for finishing this season strong. He's had some good play as of late. This week he was good in Utah. Uh, to uh, The game against Utah last Nailing week. Nailing those threes. You know, shooting the ball a little bit better. Um you know, maybe not getting as many fouls recently, um, being able to stay in the game and make plays. It's not necessarily even his points. He's been able to put the ball on the floor and, uh, you know, make plays for his teammates. He's made, yeah, he's had some really great passes as well in the same jazz game. Yeah. And so just playing with confidence is huge. I think that especially going into the summer, it's no secret that he had a, ups and downs with a lot of more downs than ups this season. He's had a pretty rough season at for his first one in the NBA. But for him to end well gives him the confidence going into the summer, knowing he belongs in the league. And hopefully that confidence will carry over to next season. Because I think yeah. that he could play a larger role on this team if he can just be his best self more consistently. I still have high hopes for Bielitsa. And I'm just glad he was able to come back from this injury, which cost him like 15, 20 games this season, something like that. And then he was bad after he came yeah, back. Yeah, it took him a while, a while to get reassimilated. So. I, I'm just I'm just glad, and I think it, it, it speaks to the fact that he is a rookie in the league in the sense that he has not played in the NBA before, but he's a 26, 27-year-old dude. He's older. He knows how to bounce back from an injury. He's probably been through something like this before, and it's just nice to be able to see him have the resolve to do that in the NBA because I do think he's on a great contract. I think the Wolves need um, a backup point guard, but then also a couple more bigs in this lineup for the bench, and I think he can be one of those guys. I think you know a lot of people are down on him right now because he didn't have a complete season but I think he the way we're, we're seeing him play right now the way we're seeing him finish out the season very um it's very positive and it's um you know it's good to see for 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 a kind of player that we need uh for sure with uh Nemanja Bielitsa so Wolfie of the week going to to him finishing out this season strong I like it Awesome. Let's uh, let's wrap up this uh, this week's show with a game, Scott. You ready? I love playing games. Okay, cool. Uh, you have the game this week. Shout out to <laughs> Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me because I take this from them. I love you, Carl Castle. Yeah. And I love you, Public Radio. Uh, become a Public Radio member today. Yeah, please. Please um, do. Please so do. we played this game before. I'll hit you with the rules just so you know. I'm going to read a limerick yes. for you. And you are going to finish the rhyme with the answer. The, the answer oh will gosh. be the final rhyme of the limerick. <laughs> 
I'm so nervous. I mean, I, I, this was fun before, but this is this is not a uh, you know this is not a multiple choice answer type of situation. This it's is uh, I gotta come up with this. All right, go ahead, drop drop the first one on. This is uh, all of these incorporate the, the team's record book, like okay, the team's history, like all time records, like all time scores, stuff like that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Records and such and such. <laughs> Our first limerick. Most games played may seem rather niche. The Wolves list is both deep and rich. KG is the best. Third is Doug West. Second is no other than Coach... Sam Smitch. Sam Smitch. <laughs> uh, Mitch or Smitch were both acceptable answers there. Wait, he's third? He's second. Second. Games played all time. Second most games played in Tim Rolls history, Sam Mitchell. People forget that. Yeah, like, it's I crazy. think like, people see him as the coach and maybe remember from him from Toronto. But we've got like like playing cards and like pictures of him with KG and Marbury. Like he was in the league into like the mid nineties. Right. And <laughs> he played a long time for the Wolves. I don't think he played for any other teams, maybe a year or two here or there. I think but. I think he had like nine hundred games or so with the Wolves. Wow. And like third was like Doug West with seven hundred some. So like Sheesh. it's crazy. You yeah. forget about that stuff. All right. Good one. All right, here's our next one. A classic Timberwolf from ninety five to ninety eight. A team all time scorer at the spot below eight. The fans cheered a lot for Tom Gugliata. A college star when he played at. Let me get it again. Let me get it again. Let me get it again. A classic Timberwolf from 95 to 98. A team all-time scorer at the spot below eight. The fans cheered a lot for Tom Gugliata, a college star when he played at. This could be any state. I don't know. It could be something, something state. Yeah, it's really the from that you're losing here, not the limerick. You're saying, uh, you're saying, what was the what was the clue about him being under eight? Yeah, well, that's because he's ninth all time on the scoring list. That's ninth not, all time, ninth all time scorer in the Timberwolves um, franchise history, right above Al Jefferson at number ten. <laughs> Let me get a guess. What guess can I do? Um, man, who would it be? I'm just going to guess uh, Michigan State. I don't know. Not a bad guess, but the correct finish is a college star when he played at NC State. Oh, Sidney Lowe? Uh, no, that's Tom. Tom Gugliotti. Oh, yes, of course. NC State. Yeah, you said it. Wow. You wouldn't be able to get that from. Yeah. If you said Tom Gugliotti from, problem. I would not be able to get NC tough State. Problem. Well, now you got it. NC State. Now you know the answer. Oh, that was a good one. That would, I mean, State could go any way. Yeah, so, it's a yeah, tough Even if there. you know the rhyme, you don't know the answer still. Good Very one. true. Good one, good one. All right, let's finish this up. Okay. The team's ninth all-time stealer was known as quite the free wheeler. He made more threes than Love and Wally. This gunner is Anthony Peeler. That's right. All All-time right. leading three-point shooter for the Timberwolves. Both made wow. and attempted. Wow. Above Love in both categories. Is anybody close? I mean, uh, Kevin Love was like maybe 10 shots away from tying his attempts, uh, but he was like 20 or 30 threes away. So <laughs> Peeler was a little bit more accurate than Kevin Love. Yeah. I wonder who will be next on that. Like who of like the current guys will be able to like get, get close to that like sooner right. than later. Towns like, or Wiggins. That's yeah. the question. Probably yeah. Levine. It's probably going to be Zach. Yeah. Let's hope. Let's I, hope, I hope we get to a point where Zach is hitting like Wiggins. four a game, you know? Yeah. Just, just throwing him up. I would love that. No, oh, I'm in. <laughs> Rubio's hitting one to two a game now. Yeah. You know? Just give him time. Ah, good times. Thanks for the game. That was fun. Limerick challenge. We have um, we've we've played a game for 20, 20 straight episodes now. It's, it's fun to be able to come up with games for that many shows. Absolutely. We've only repeated a couple of them. I like some of the. That's a good one, to, a repeat. Good one to repeat. There's a couple yeah. good repeat ones. I like being able to repeat some of these games though, for sure. 
All right, everybody. Thank you for listening to the pod this week. Yeah. Uh, we hope to see you back next week. We're going to do a big recap of the season, end of season recap episode. So that'll be a lot of fun. We'll look back at some predictions and some food reviews and other various things we've done, as well as just a general look back and review of the Timberwolves season. Yeah, the final game um, next Wednesday against uh, New Orleans. Make sure you make try to make it up to fan appreciation night. Maybe KG will play. Maybe you'll get some free pizza or something. Uh, you get some free food, uh, hopefully. But, uh, yes, the season is winding down. We will have uh, one more episode after this one to wrap up the season properly. Um, and then we'll drop some summer episodes, some specials on you. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> before um, next season. None of you came to my trivia night and wrote the little basketball up next by your name. Once again, if, you draw, if you draw a basketball next to your team name, you get an extra point at Darby's Trivia every Tuesday, yeah. 6 p.m. Darby's Pub and Grill. I host trivia. It's free to play. And I know some people who are at that trivia normally listen to our podcast, so they must not have gotten to the end of last week's pod. That's the thing. I'm, That's call, I'm calling out my wife specifically <laughs> because she tells me she only listens. I don't know if it's wise. She only Scott. listens to hear her shout out every week. And so I'm giving the shout out here. So if she truly only listens to the shout out, she has to hear the yes. basketball point, which she invented. So she should have known I'm shouting it out of the pod. Get but the g- basketball point, you guys. Come Make to Darby's. Come to Darby's uh, Tuesday, Tuesday evening. I've always got some like special prizes in my bag for Timberwolves fans. So just come up and say you listen to the pod. I've got a little something special for you. Scott, will there be trivia all summer long? Every Tuesday night where there's not a home Twins game. Okay, cool. So you have to, uh, you know, look it has at to the be Twins Tuesday schedule. night and then look at the Twins schedule. If they're home, don't go to Darby's. Well, yeah. go to Darby's before the game. Sure. Great place. Uh, but, uh, they just have a new menu. Oh, new, new Darby's menu. menu? New food menu. A lot of nice oh higher end items. Meg's excited about the fish tacos. I'm she re- says oh. they're delicious. Oh. I'm so in. You got to bring Josie once the uh, uh, weather gets nice. I'm all in. We got good weather. It's a good time for Darby's coming out to uh, trivia, you guys. And uh, make sure you tune in next week to our final episode of the Timberwolves season. Uh, yeah. Scott? Let's hear it now for the team that came to play. Cheer for your Minnesota Timberwolves today. Today.